Well, Kurt, we want to welcome uh, Dave to our radio broadcast this morning. Uh, Dave's going to be sharing with us a little bit about uh, why he's on the resident program. So, Dave, we want to welcome you to the radio broadcast. Thank you. Well, Dave, I'm going to start with the first question for you, which is how long have you been uh, a resident at the Haven of Rest? I've been a resident for um, nine months on April 14th. April 14th will be a nine-month anniversary. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, you know, Dave, I don't know if nine months has gone quick for you, but, uh, you know, we were talking a little bit before uh, the program here, and just share with our listening audience, uh, how did you end up hearing about the Haven of Rest, and how did you end up coming to the Haven of Rest? I had, uh, in May of 2015, I'd gotten a little bit of trouble. I was staying at my parents' house, and uh, they said I couldn't stay there anymore. Um, you know, tough love kind of thing. And um, I had left and went to stay with a friend and um, got myself another um, legal issue. And um, when I got out of jail, I had called my mom, not knowing where else to go or what to do. And uh, she said she talked to the sheriff's department in Medina, and, and they suggested the Haven of Rest here in Akron. And uh, she brought me here and dropped me off, and that's how I got here. So what were you what were you thinking before you got to the Haven Rest? Maybe in that car ride, um, what was what was going through your mind in terms of uh, the place that you were going to be landing? I, I had no idea what to expect. Um, you know, when, when you hear homeless shelter, rescue mission, you you know you realize that you've you've really hit rock bottom. But um, I, I needed somebody else's help. I needed I needed to to find somebody who could who could help direct me in the, in the right direction. So um, my mom said there were aspects of the Haven of Arrest that might be able to help me and that, um, you know, it was the best option for me. Mm-hmm. Well, Dave, you, you said you're, you're obviously from the Medina area. Is correct. that correct? Yeah. And um, uh, some of the struggles that you were going through before you came here, you were struggling with some, some addictions. Is that correct? Yes. Can you talk yes. a little bit about what was going on? Um, I... It, it's really hard to put in perspective, um, you know, why I was doing what I was doing. But I, I, for me, it wasn't necessarily just drugs or alcohol. It was any intoxicant. Um, you know, I had drugs of choice. Heroin being being the main one that led to a lot of a lot of the legal issues and, and troubles that I had. Um, the DUI that I had was, um, I had overdosed while driving and, and got in a, in a big car accident. And, and that was the deciding factor in me coming here to the Haven of Rest. Um, also, in May, um, previous to the DUI, about a month before the DUI, I had a uh, robbery charge. And that was to, to support the heroin. And, mm. and you know, but any, any, anything that, that would get me away from reality was, was what I went to. I was going to ask you a little bit about that. You touched on the re- getting out of the, the reality. At a recent uh, banquet, we heard one of our uh, guys giving the testimony saying the first time that he had used a, I think it was a painkiller of some mm-hmm. kind, that you know, he felt better than he ever re- remembered feeling mm-hmm. uh, before. So I don't want to assume anything here, but when you started, I don't know how you were introduced to the drugs. Uh, if you're comfortable, maybe you could share that. But was it similar to you that you felt better when you were using the drugs maybe than you had ever felt yeah. before? Yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's hard to explain um, to somebody who might not have ever used, um, but it, it, it does take away 
whether it be physical pain, mental pain, it, it gives you a, a release from, from that pain for a short term. And also, like, does it take away your inhibitions and things like that, too? Yes. It makes you feel yes. very, like, uh, I don't know, just be yourself and courageous and strong. Yeah, and you, don't, you don't feel like there's any consequences. Um, you're, 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 you're set aside from reality. You, I mean, you're really yeah. taken, taken back by that. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I I thank the Lord that Dave, even though you those you were moving in those directions, you had you have some legal issues, and that you did end up here at the Haven of Rest. And yeah. I know when you came, I think uh, you mentioned to me earlier that your mom dropped you off. You probably had no clue to what the Haven of Rest was, mm-hmm. and you come into the Haven of Rest. You said you came into our lobby area, which is our our one seventy five East Market building, and you or greeted by Louis McClatt. What does he say to you? Um, we approached the desk. Um, my mom was standing behind me, and I approached the desk, and, and Louis looked up at me, and he he knew I was lost. Mm-hmm. You know, he could see it on my face, and he's, you know, um, how can I help you? And uh, I said, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what's going on. I don't know where to go. I'm homeless. Can you guys help me? And, um, you know, in a very reassuring voice, he told me that um, this was the right place, um, he said, you know, he explained a little bit about um, the the uh, dinner process because I'd come right at dinner time. Mm-hmm. So he said, I'll get you checked in and you can go and have a meal. And, you know, he explained a little bit about the, you know, staying overnight and everything. So I went through that whole process. Um, he explained to me that there were counselors that I could speak to about the um, getting on contract for work in or mental health or rehabilitation and he also explained a little bit about the residential program. And um, after staying the night, the next morning, I went and spoke with uh, gentleman Brian Rowe. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he, he sat down and listened to my story, listened to what I had to say, and recommended me for the residential program. Dave, I, I, I appreciate you recounting uh, all the steps in the, mm-hmm. in the beginning stages here of the, of the program. Of course, uh, now, you know, you've had a lot of days uh, – behind you in terms of the program what are some of the things that have have uh, benefited uh, you and helped you um the community um first and foremost um the life i was living before the haven of rest was a very selfish life i had pushed away anyone who was trying to help me um and 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 upon coming here the (laughs) the grace i was shown you know it didn't matter what i did before you know, people, they, they, they gave me a chance. I felt like I, even on the first couple of days of the program, I really felt a sense of, of belonging and welcomeness. And, and it was so encouraging to sit down and have people serve me a meal and, and give me a place to stay and smile and just, just welcome me. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, Dave, coming into the Haven Arrest, we're a Christian organization and, uh, I'm not even sure if you even knew that when you came here. Uh, but being here, obviously, you, you know our Bible teachings and the discipleship program uh, is all based on God's Word. How has that impacted your life? Um, before coming to the mission, I, I didn't have—I'd never been—I'd never heard the gospel. Um, I guess the term I would use is agnostic. You know, I didn't, I didn't have a defined answer as to whether or not I believed in Christ or not. Um, so, you know, I've always had my doubts. I've always had my skepticism, but I knew, 
I, I always felt as though I, I was trying to do the right thing. And I'd always try to help people and, and stuff like that. And what had ended up happening is, you know, I lost sight of why I was doing it. You know, it was me against the world. You know, all, oh, what was me? You know, all the burdens of the world felt like it was on my shoulders. And I didn't feel like I had any reason to keep doing that. And uh, after hearing the gospel and hearing, you know, the different instructors here break it down for me, I realized that before coming to the mission, I didn't have Christ. I, w I was missing Christ. That's what I was missing. And I didn't realize it. There were times before coming to the mission where I would find myself crying out to God, not even knowing if he was really hearing me. But um, I realize now that that was him trying to pull me to him. You know, he, he instills that in us before we're ever born, you know, that, that need for spirituality and that need for, for worship. And, you know, after hearing the gospel and, you know, I really started to see how the Lord was working in my life even before I knew it. And, and now it's just I'm, I'm trying to get into the Word, and I'm trying to figure out what, you know, He has planned for me. And, um, you know, he, I, I, I give it all to Him. You know, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Him. Sounds like you're really taking a hold as it's taking a hold of you. Mm -hmm. And um, I wanted to ask, has there been a particular staff member that has, or two or three, <laughs> that have meant a great deal to you? Um, all the staff honestly has has had some sort of impact just just the community and and the love that they they show for everybody even the ones that you know don't want to be here or 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 are abrasive in personality you know they help everybody and and they try to accept everybody and to me that's just so encouraging seeing the 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 lord work in in the staff members here and you know that that's what helped me come to christ but in, in particular jason hubbard the, the day chaplain here, um, you know, a lot of times I would go to him, you know, I'd be really lost and confused and, you know, I didn't know what to believe and, you know, it, is, is this really God or, you know, so I'd go to him and more often than not, he would just sit down and listen. Mm. And after I got out, whatever it was I was trying to figure out, he would just refer to me to a scripture and you'd say, go read that and, and pray on it and pray on it and pray on it. And, the Lord, the Lord will will work in you, and um, he he his his um, insight into my personality is is astonishing, and, and he's really helped me in a lot of ways. Well, I do know that you just uh, graduated uh, from one of the classes. Is that correct? Yes. Is that Jason's yes. class? Correct. And you guys just receive a certificate, so. That's not an easy accomplishment because the discipleship program lasts uh, for a long time. Yes. And I'm sure there was a sense of, you know, thank you, Lord, uh, for getting me through that. Oh, indeed. Um, it's been a long time since I've really fully accomplished anything. And to, uh, you know, it might seem small, just a little piece of paper that says congratulations, but for me it was, it was a really big deal. It, it shows that the Lord can, you know— um, change and, and can heal. Mm. At this point in time, Dave, do you know what the future holds for you? Not a clue. Um, <laughs> um, but for, you know, and, and, and that would have scared me before coming to the program, but now knowing that the Lord has my back, um, I'm, I'm not scared about it. You know, I don't know, but I'm okay with it. Um, I'm just going to keep moving forward and I'm just going to keep praying and I, I, I feel as though I have a bright future now. 
Well, you know, Dave, it's, it's always exciting to listen to you share here about how the Lord's moving in your life. And uh, one of the things uh, that we talked a little bit about is uh, usually at the end of the program, we'll, we'll ask our, our guest, how can our listening audience pray for you? Because you do have some things that uh, obviously need prayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so why don't you share that? Um, one of the main things is, is the legal issues. You know, I said back in May and July of last year, I got in some trouble. And um, I have a court case coming up May 2nd. It's uh, the trial for the robbery. And if I could just get some prayer, keep me out of jail or, you know, whatever it is, I, I, I'm not too sure. And then with the DUI that I had in July, there's a lot of uh, debt that was occurred through that. And also... The car that I had wrecked during the DUI was my friend Bonnie's car, and she is a single mom on a fixed income. And I wrecked her car, and now the the victim's lawyers or whatever are going after her for the money as well. So she mm-hmm. she's in she needs some prayer too. Sure. Well, our listeners are faithful uh, to pray, and we will keep those requests uh, in in prayer. So. I want to thank you for coming on the the program today and sharing, uh, I'm sure it's difficult, but sharing about your testimony here. And uh, we'll definitely keep you in prayer for the days ahead in May. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you, Dave.